This episode of the Ruminum Podcast is sponsored in part by BCS America. BCS two-wheel tractors are versatile, maneuverable in tight spaces, lightweight for less compaction, and easy to maintain and repair on farm. Gear-driven and built to last for decades of dependable service. BCSamerica.com This episode is supported by Dubois Agrinovation. For irrigation supplies, hand tools, mulch films, pest control, containers, and much more, visit Dubois Egg Renovation at DuboisAg.com and get free shipping on orders of $200 or more. That's D-U-B-O-I-S-A-G.com. I'm Jordan Marr, and this is The Ruminant, a podcast about food politics and food security and the cultural and practical aspects of farming. You can find out more at theruminant.ca or email me, editor at theruminant.ca. I'm on Twitter, at RuminantBlog, or find me on Facebook. All right, let's do a show. The first thing I remember feeling about Alibaba is confusion. I'd be in the middle of some internet search for something for my farm and end up on a page that felt a little bit like Amazon, only it seemed to be a place where I could order 10,000 of the thing I was after, but not just one. And did I want to put out a request for bids? What? What bids? Never mind. Back button. Another feeling I experienced in one of those early accidental visits to Alibaba was that I wasn't supposed to be there. It reminds me of one of the first times I was ever on Wikipedia. Back then I didn't understand how its content was generated, and I randomly clicked on an entry and realized I could edit it. Something felt wrong, like there was a glitch that was giving me access I shouldn't have. That's kind of how being on Alibaba felt. It occurred to me that this was a site meant for transactions between manufacturers and resellers, and that I wasn't supposed to be there to see wholesale prices normally hidden from end users like me. Huh. Oh well, never mind. Back button. At some point, I must have read or heard more about how Alibaba worked, or maybe I was just feeling extra curious on one of my accidental visits, or maybe extra desperate to find what I was after. At any rate, I signed up for a buyer account and started doing some serious poking around on the site, which led to my first purchase, and then another, and another, and so on. And now I'm here to report back to you about what I learned. And I know you want to know what I've learned. Maybe not all of you, but lots of you. I've seen your posts on online forums, wondering about the quality of this cedar or, well... Actually, mainly I've seen posts asking about precision cedars that can be found on Alibaba. Luckily for all of you cedar seekers, I have an answer, because I bought one of those Alibaba cedars. More on that later. First, I want to talk more generally, because I know that Alibaba is a mystery to a lot of people, and I also know that lots of people are keen to try it, but don't know if they can trust it. Okay, so right off the bat, I need to clarify that the website Alibaba and the separate website AliExpress are affiliated but not the same thing. AliExpress is a consumer-facing site that operates pretty much like an Amazon. It's made up of countless third-party manufacturers, mostly based overseas, with very friendly prices. If you want to warm up for Alibaba proper, go have some fun on AliExpress. That's what I did, with mixed results. The hose clamps I ordered were crappy. So were the plastic impact sprinklers. But I got some overhead irrigation emitters that were great. And I also, in my quest for the one fanny pack to rule them all, ordered three or four different ones off the site. They all showed up, and one of them actually turned out to be a holy grail with straps. I plan to order more of those for my staff. Okay, back to Alibaba. 
In a nutshell, here's how it works for lone wolf farmers like you and me. Alibaba is made up of many, many, many manufacturers, each of which has a unique mini site within the larger Alibaba ecosystem. This means that you can search for items supplier by supplier or use Alibaba's common search engine to search for items across all of the mini sites at once. Most of the time I use the main search engine, though it can also be fun to search around on one supplier's mini site if they specialize in something like greenhouse equipment, because you can end up discovering technology you didn't know existed. Once you click on an item of interest, you can read the description and specifications for that item, just like any other commerce site. A few words about the info that you'll find in these listings. They go into a lot of detail, but the English used isn't always great, and you'll read specs in one part of the description that seem to contradict specs listed elsewhere in the same description. Or you'll be reading a listing for, say, a square folding tomato cage, and the photos included feature a round cage. You don't need to be put off by these inconsistencies. Not yet, anyway. My advice for browsing item listings in the early stages of a purchase is to just try and get a general sense that the item in question is what you're after. You'll be able to confirm details later in the process. The most important thing to look for is the minimum order quantity or MOQ. If the MOQ listed is 1000 units and you're after two units, probably you should move on unless you want to try and convince the supplier that you're after a sample in service of a larger purchase at a later date which is a thing that people do and you can try, but I don't have any experience with it, so I won't speak to it. By the way, items listed on Alibaba generally give a range of pricing. This is to reflect that prices get better by ordering in bulk. As someone who is likely after the smallest order possible, you can safely assume you'll be paying the highest price in the range. All right, so you've found a product you want to try buying and the price, even the highest price in the range given, seems great. At this point, you need to sign up for a buyer account if you want to get beyond just being a looky-loo. Signing up is easy. Alibaba doesn't ask you for a pound of flesh or a credit card number. From there, you can reach out to the supplier of your desired product. This is where Alibaba can be pretty fun, as you essentially begin what becomes a protracted negotiation, or negotiations if you're dealing with multiple suppliers at once, that's pretty low stakes because it isn't face-to-face -face and you don't have to commit money up front. So, who do you negotiate with? Well, I don't actually know who I'm negotiating with, but I do know that they all tend to present as young women, typically with English names such as, well, let me check my recent message history. Candy, Faye, Risky, Sunny, you get the idea. I've interacted with male sales reps too, but mostly it has been women or people who say they're women. I mean, you're just looking at an avatar and communicating via messaging. So it's impossible to know for sure, unless you get on the phone with one of them perhaps to record a segment for your farmer focused podcast. So I guess, I guess I'm hinting at what's to come here. The first negotiation I had that led to a purchase was for 10 greenhouse sidewall roll up cranks. You've seen them. The ones you can buy from North American suppliers are orange and currently go for around 60 to 70 us. A couple years ago when I made the purchase, they were actually more than that. Anyway, I got mine to my door for around $35 US per unit. Mind you, I had to buy 10, but I needed six right away, and I know I'll use the other four eventually. This was a good first experiment because the product involved was fairly simple in design, so I could be reasonably confident that the quality would be sufficient. And it was. I'm thrilled with my cranks. And now, some words on shipping from China. When you're purchasing in small quantities on Alibaba, it's actually the shipping charges that ruin the price. 
Those greenhouse cranks I just mentioned were actually only $12 US per piece, adding up to $120 US for the 10 pieces I ordered. The cost to ship them via air? An additional $200 US. And why air freight, you ask? In my experience, if you ship by air, the process of actually getting your order is a lot simpler. The best case scenario being that the product is delivered to your door. As far as I figured out, if I have a supplier ship by sea, it's up to me to arrange further shipping from the port of entry, plus handle customs. It's just a mess. I should know, I'm currently arranging a sea shipment for my latest purchase. Why by sea? The products in question are really heavy. Sea freight is costing me 550 US. Air freight was more than triple that. The next thing I ordered on Alibaba was a bigger ticket item and more of a gamble. Guess what it was, cedar seekers? Yeah, it was a cedar. Here's the context, which the cedar seekers will already be aware of. One of the highest regarded single row precision cedars out there is the Jang JP1. I've had mine for years. I'm in love with it. To buy one new from a North American retailer costs around $600 US once you factor in a few seed plates and shipping. I use this cedar all the time and it was totally worth the investment. But Jang also makes a JP6. The six stands for six rows, as in you can seed six rows at a time with this cedar. It's a massive push cedar with a massive appeal for certain kinds of plantings. Only on my farm, its applicability is quite limited. So the retail price tag from North American dealers, three to 4,000 US once you factor in seed plates and shipping, made it a non-starter for me. And then I found multiple companies selling it or their version of it, for a fraction of the price on Alibaba. How much cheaper? The total cost of my Jang JP6 lookalike was $700 US, including shipping by air, plus an additional 200 US for 24 additional seed plates, also a steal. My verdict on the quality of the new cedar? It arrived with certain bolts jangling around in the box, which wasn't a good sign and it didn't take more than a few minutes of playing with it to conclude that this machine was of lower quality than the Jang. All of the bolts, and there are many, are constantly coming loose, and there are a bunch of examples on the machine of production corners having been cut. But look, the real question is, do I regret the purchase? Listeners, I do not. My cedar, functionally speaking, performs as well as the Jang technology I've used before, and was 30% of the price. I definitely have to go a bit easier on this machine since it's not as durable. But when compared to the alternative of just not owning a six row cedar at all, I choose Alibaba. All right, so this is officially the longest monologue I've ever subjected my listeners to. Time for some reprieve. In putting together this episode, I reached out to some of my sales reps on Alibaba for an interview. To my delight, one of them agreed to get on the Skype with me. You're about to hear from Ida, the rep who sold me my six row cedar. After that, I'll be back to make a few more Alibaba observations. But before either of those things, I'm taking a break to plug the show and its supporters a bit. Today's episode is supported by BCS America. BCS two-wheel tractors are often mistaken for just a rototiller, which is really funny to me because I own a BCS and four attachments, and the tiller attachment is probably the one I use the least on my five-acre market garden. I invested in a BCS just ahead of my second year in business. That was six years ago, and I still consider it the most important investment I made for my farm. Check out bcsamerica.com to see the full lineup of tractors and attachments, plus video of the BCS in action, bcsamerica.com. And thanks to BCS for their support. This episode is supported by Dubois Agrinovation. 
Renowned for their customer service, Dubois can be your one-stop shop for tools and supplies for the modern farm and market garden. Irrigation supplies, hand tools, pest control, mulch films, containers, and on and on. Visit them at DuboisAg.com and get free shipping on orders of $200 or more. As a market gardener myself, I've benefited from their huge selection, and it's really easy to get someone on the phone to ask questions and build an order. That's D-U-B-O-I-S-A-G.com. Thanks to Dubois for their support. Hey, one more note while we're on the topic of show support. Producing this podcast is a ton of work, and if you enjoy it, please consider supporting it. You can do so at theruminant.ca slash gift registry. That's theruminant.ca slash gift registry. Thanks, everyone. All right, here's my conversation with Ida, one of my suppliers on Alibaba. Ida, thank you very much for coming on the phone with me. Um, could you please tell me about your company? What do you manufacture and what percentage of your sales are to North American customers? Yes, uh, I'm glad to introduce our company here. Our company have a store on Alibaba named Shijiazhuang Daoliang Mo Trade Limited Company. We have our own factory, which name is Hebei Dingguagua Machinery Manufacturing Limited Company. We mainly focus on manufacture agricultural machines. Large machines, we have self-propelled silage harvester, no-till planter, uh, green seed drills. Small machines, we have manual vegetable seeder, corn seeder, and uh, cultivators. At the present, uh, 35% small vegetable seeders have been sold to North American. Okay, so you, you have a lot of experience selling to North American customers. Okay, Ida, so I'm, I'm curious, uh, of, the, of all the sales you sell in North America, is it a large percentage that you are selling to people who want to use the products for their own use? Uh, in other words, they are not resellers. They are just ordering one piece or two pieces of equipment to use on their own farm. Is that very common? Um, this problem is complicated. Um, considering higher delivery cost and uh, customer import tax, it's not an exno- uh, economic way sell machines to personal, personal use, you know. But for our machine, simple is uh, uh, available. We indeed received some personal use orders and get uh, good back f- from them. They often introduce their friends or neighborhoods buy from us. Right. And, and, and I can attest to that because I was your customer last year and purchased a six row cedar and it has worked out yeah. well. It has worked out well for me. And so I have been telling my friends about it. Yeah. Welcome to um, and send inquiries to me uh, for, about, for more about the products. I will give you best price. So when you is do I understand then Ida that when you receive requests from people from farmers who just want to buy one piece uh, you are very open to having a conversation with them? Uh, yes uh, but it's up to the products. Uh, our, uh, our products can um, MOQ is the minimum order quantity can be one piece but for other um, products uh, for example, vegetable cutting broth, MQ, MOQ is uh, 500 pieces. Cost uh, around is 
zero point six uh, dollars, considering its total amount three hundred dollars, the delivery cost, uh, labor cost, and the various product cost. The profit uh, not high. If sellers have the profit, it meaningless for um, business. So sometimes for some products, it's very hard to lower the minimum order quantity. Can you understand? I totally understand. So depending on the product, uh, people yes. like people like me may not have luck convincing a seller to send them small quantities of items. And I, um, I but the small quantities uh, for our products, we 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 can accept. Uh, we we can support you from start. Uh, small quantities. Now, do you is it possible or do you advise to hire an agent or broker to receive purchases from multiple suppliers and then ship them? So I mean, someone who is in China who will gather orders from different suppliers and ship them all together? Is that something that I could do? Yes, uh, we also might this. Um, um, it's the same conditions. Uh, our some of the customers also um, buy from different suppliers in China and ship them together. If you need to, uh, we we can be your agent, and you need to just pay some commissions to us. <laughs> ah. You, uh, then, uh, yes. Then you can. Uh, I I will find help you find the uh, good good quality products. Uh, and talk and talk with different uh, suppliers. Then you can save more money and uh, time, and also can use a good products. Okay, that that I understand now. Okay, so I just want my listeners to understand that uh, every company on Alibaba has salespeople like Ida. And so, Ida, what you were saying, yeah. what you were saying is, I could I could ask someone like you to basically gather orders for a commission and then you would send them all together. Yeah. And Ida is uh, am I correct in assuming that if I hired you to do that, I could save a lot of money on shipping because I could ship a larger quantity is by sea, is that correct? Yes, uh, I also can help you find some um reliable uh shipping companies for you if you need. Uh, okay, so Ida, I'm I am curious. What are your biggest frustrations or challenge mm-hmm. or challenges when dealing with overseas customers, particularly people like me who are not experienced on Alibaba? I think uh, the biggest uh, challenge is they um, the buyers like you may, maybe um, they worried they can't receive the machines mostly or receive by the quality machines. Which makes the uh, make their financial losses. I'm, I agree. I'm sorry. I don't. Comp- I don't understand. Could you try explaining again? I mean, the biggest is challenge I I deal with and um, dealing with the customers. Most of their worries is about they can't receive the goods smoothly. You know, or receive bad quality goods. From the supplier, and then uh, they may lose their financials. I see. So this is uh, the big, big challenges. 
okay, so I just want to make sure I understand. You're, you're saying that for you, one challenge is that a lot of customers are, are worried about the quality of what they will receive. Uh, or maybe they or, yeah. or maybe they ordered from another company on Alibaba with bad quality and then it makes them uh, reluctant or hesitant to order from you. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, Alibaba have found the trade assurance. This may help uh, customer um, more trust uh, the suppliers and the suppliers also more trust the customers, you know. So Ida, when, when, when I asked you about frustrations, I expected you to criticize me. I want to know what people like me do that makes you want to pull your hair out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, for you, I think I uh, haven't that uh, frustrations from you. <laughs> I think you are a reliable people. Okay. Person. Okay. Well, reliable let, person. Let, let me ask you this. How many, yeah, how many, please. how many inquiries do you have to answer before you make one sale? Is it ten inquiries? Is it a hundred inquiries? Um, or ten, ten. See, and I, I would just imagine that if I were you, that would make that would be challenging and frustrating to have to answer because you know people write with requests and then maybe you put together a quotation and then you never hear from them again no uh, at the present we make uh, the quotation faster than uh, than before we and we can replace them uh, soon now i i and make make them believe and the quotation is true uh, Ida, I think you are just a better person than me. I think I think it would make me very grumpy, but it sounds like you are very patient and good at your job. Thank you, thank you. This is what I should do for you and for other uh, other customers. Do you have any advice for people who are new to Alibaba? Um, I I think they should know about the trade assurance service first and uh, know about the order process uh, with, with suppliers. Then they can select the goods they like and start the order. It's, not, it's easy now. And before you mentioned that some suppliers do not supply high quality goods, how can someone like me find out uh, about the reputation of each supplier? Mm, I think you can check there the trade assurance um, transactions on Alibaba. Um, this is um, this is contract on each company's contact. You can check check it. You can also check our uh, our store on Alibaba. You can see the transactions with with other um, customers from different countries. Okay, so and uh, they all, all they uh, they also gave some good backs uh, to us. Okay, so so there are there's lots of information on Alibaba that helps customers decide if a company is trustworthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we are almost done, Ida. Um, one question, Ida, that I did not 
provide you with ahead of time because I just thought of it tonight is I am noticing that uh, many salespeople ask me to move over to WhatsApp for conversations. And I'm wondering why they are asking me to move to WhatsApp. Because WhatsApp is more um, easier and convenient to, to um, talk with customers uh, like you can we can directly talk uh, uh, talk the questions you you wanted to know from us. We also can know the information from you. Then this can make our order uh, more speed and uh, uh, help you. Uh, have you and me uh, establish the trust? Right. You know. Yeah, I think I understand. So it's just it's it's. I guess you're saying one reason is it is faster is a faster way to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So I also there was one more question I came up with, and I'm just wondering if you can talk briefly about the differences of shipping by air freight or sea freight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we you uh, we you help people um, choose the best economic way and to uh, send merchant to their place uh, according to their quantity need. This uh, this will help uh, customers save a lot of shipping cost. Okay, so so I guess because I, I think when I bought one cedar from you, it came by air, which I guess made sense because it came quickly and it was not a large quantity, so it was not too expensive. But if we are talking about yeah, yeah. if we are talking about heavy items uh, or large quantities, then it will just probably be very very expensive by air. Yeah, yeah. Then they they need uh, shipped by sea. And. One uh, is a is the best economic way. Uh, but is it is it true that if I ship by sea, I then need to hire a customs broker to receive the items at a port? Um, by by sea, by sea is more safe for uh, for large quantities and machine and uh, can uh, and not uh, make machines broken. You know, by air for large quantities, it will aid the um, brokerage about the machine. Uh, for sp- uh, for small order quantities, best is by air. Okay, Ida, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I want to talk. Uh, I hope more and more people know about the Alibaba Trade Assurance and. Uh, that make made people online shipping simple because of trust, and uh, they can enjoy the shopping fun and convenient on Alibaba. And uh, we will offer better and better service to our customers. Have um, and hope uh, everyone could buy a good quality products from us. Welcome to visit our uh, store on Alibaba. Thank you. And Ida, I will I will make uh, I will provide a link to your store uh, when I publish this interview. So I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. I know my listeners will be very very happy to hear from you and your advice. Okay, uh, thank you too. It's my pleasure to introduce 
and uh, tell some truths and to and explain some questions to your customers. Okay, Ida, have a good night. Okay, have bye. Bye bye. Okay, so a few comments about that interview. First of all, I'm aware that I was talking like this to Ida. I realize I come off as condescending. But man, my own grasp of other languages is terrible. So my default is to try and make it a bit easier on people speaking a second language. And I come off sounding like an a-hole in the process. So I guess I'm sorry, not sorry. Two more things. Ida frequently referenced an Alibaba program called Trade Assurance, which is an effort to instill more trust in buyers by providing reviews of sellers and also under certain conditions that are actually pretty easy to meet, giving you a money back guarantee on your purchase. You'll see it advertised all over Alibaba if you're there. Also, I asked Ida about moving communications over to WhatsApp. I asked her because it's a request often made by sellers and yet Alibaba recommends against it. Ida said that it's mainly about speeding up communication, which I can confirm it does because Alibaba's messaging system is a bit clunky. But I also think that sellers like to move off platform because I'm pretty sure that any promises they make to you in that case can't be held against them. Just a thought. Also, I sincerely cannot pronounce the name of Ida's company on Alibaba, but I've listed it in the show notes and at theruminant.ca. She gave me great service, and here's an extra pro tip. Her Jang seed rollers are perfect, and they're a fraction of the price of what you pay in North America. And they're light and small, so low shipping costs, people. Okay, we're in the home stretch. I want to leave you with a list of do's and don'ts if you're going to try out Alibaba. First up, do be prepared to have to trade some of your monetary savings with your time. Making purchases on Alibaba takes time, and if you're shipping by sea, you're either going to have to go make a trip to your nearest seaport, or arrange a customs broker and shipper on your own to get the goods to you. All in all, it takes a long time from the point of browsing to the point of like actual reception of your, of your product. Second, don't take chances on products that either A, are going to be essential to your farm operation, or B, tend to have complex design and or many moving parts. Should you consider ordering tomato cages? Yes. Should you consider ordering a tractor? Mm, careful there. While we're at it, don't spend money you're not willing to lose. This year, I'm taking a chance on four machines with electric motors that are not easy to find in North America, let alone find cheaply. And it all told will cost me close to $1,500 US. If they all tank, the financial hit will suck, but I can absorb it. And they probably won't all tank, right? right? Okay, do learn what the acronyms mean because they're important. RFQ means request for quotes, as in you can describe what you're after, send the request out over Alibaba, and the sellers will come to you. And there are a bunch of acronyms to do with the cost of products and shipping that you should learn. If a supplier says that a product will cost $300 FOB, they mean that shipping is extra whereas $300 CIF means that shipping and insurance are included in the quoted price. Pretty big difference. What else? Don't be naive. If the product you're after is really bulky or heavy, count on a shipping cost that's prohibitive. So you're probably not going to be able to get a greenhouse shipped to you cheaply, or say 500 T-posts. Do be prepared for Alibaba to take over your browser. For some reason, every time you click a link there, it opens a new tab. It kind of sucks. Finally, do be prepared to get burned. So don't do this if you can't handle that. As Ida implied, there are lots of high quality suppliers on Alibaba, but also lots of charlatans. 
So read supplier reviews, or maybe go find Ida and ask her to do your shopping for you. The commission she wants is probably easily worth it. So here's a tidbit. The photo that I've used for the artwork for this episode is a photo of the shipment that I've ordered that is due to be leaving a port in China any day now. As you can see, it's packed really sturdy. And uh, as of this taping, I'm actually somewhat optimistic about the order I've made. I suppose I'll have to provide an update here at some point later on to let you know how it works out because this is the biggest order to date. All right, that's everything I know or everything I can think of that I know to tell you. So I hope that was helpful, everybody. And have a good one. Good luck if you're going to try it out. Talk to you next time. (laughs) All right, so guess what, folks? This... This episode right here is episode number five of a batch of five episodes that I released all at once a little while ago. Well, today, right now, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this batch. I sure would love to hear from you uh, with some of your comments about uh, the episodes that that came out in this batch. Editor at theruminant.ca if you want to do that. And maybe tell me what you think of uh, like a batch drop of episodes like this. Um, I won't get into why I did it. It kind of suited me a little better. And yeah, I think I might do it again. On that note, the next batch, which promises to be a pretty good set of episodes, is coming out in roughly six weeks. So look for a batch of episodes to drop sometime in early April, early to mid-April, if uh, if things are on schedule. All right, that's it. Happy farming or eating, or whatever it is you do with foodstuffs. Because why would we live in a place that don't want us? a place that is trying to bleed us dry we could be happy with life in the country with salt on our skin and the dirt on our hands i've been doing a lot of thinking some real soul searching and here's my final resolve I don't need a big old house or some fancy car to keep my love going strong. So we'll run right out into the wilds and graces. We'll keep close quarters with gentle faces and live next door to the birds and the bees and live life like it was meant to be.